Welcome to Comically Inclined! I am Danny Stewart, Editor-in-Chief for ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the Digital Media Director. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Fantastic. Welcome to a two-man, uh, just all Danny and Blake episode of Comically Inclined. Our uh, human relations specialist, Ben, is in the chat. Uh, he's already said hi, chat. Thank you, Walt. Um, as well as Brittany and Jared, uh, the weather, it's, it's, it's just, a doozy. Yeah. It's just raining snow or ice route outside right now. Sure. Wow, I'm already on it. Uh, <laughs> it is raining ice outside right now and it is, uh, awful. And, uh, Brittany's got quite a drive, so I understand oh, her not yeah. being here, but she did promise she'd be in the chat. So yeah. should see some of her popping up here in a second. Uh, I also love you, Ben Stewart. Um, <laughs> And uh, Heather also couldn't make it, so we have our assistant to the technical director, Emma, running the show. Uh, bear with us. It's going to be a good time. It is. It is. Fantastic. So we've uh, we've had a pretty crazy week. It has been. been super productive, super yeah. Uh, progressive. Yeah. Uh, you want to yeah, tell the, tell the so going on? As much as I love the Nerd Dungeon, I can't talk today. As much as I love the Nerd Dungeon, the uh, studio that we've been working out of for the last year in my basement... Um, we are moving into our own studio, uh, an actual brick-and-mortar building uh, here in Cape. Super exciting. Uh, yeah, that we will be running our show out of uh, probably within the next month. So look forward to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, just leaps and bounds. Like, this thing has grown just way quicker than I could have ever dreamed. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, what was it, like uh, seven, eight, nine months ago? Nine months ago about right. we uh, you – you, you were talking, you were like, hey, this is fun, but you like want to do it for real? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've been yeah. we've been working our asses off on it since, and now here yeah. we are moving into a, a legit studio, and uh, that's a huge change for us, and I'm super excited. Right, so, and we, we get to customize it, build it exactly how we want. Yeah. And yeah put our, our name on that big old window. And uh, I am, you know, we couldn't do it without you guys, and it's oh, just been sure. phenomenal, the response we've gotten, and uh, all of our fans, and and how diehard you guys are and, and uh, how, you know, we see you every week in the comments and uh, on uh, on our Facebook page and checking our website. And just we just love you guys and uh, we really sure. appreciate it. They're um, what drives us. So, yeah, besides our passion. We're also uh, moving uh, our you might notice on the screen up there. We've changed the name of our Twitch from uh, Danny 8 which was my personal Twitch, to uh, Comically Inclined. Um yeah, and we hired Ben, and it was all history from there. Uh, we are moving to a gaming channel as well. We're going to be adding gaming content that will be Twitch exclusive uh, starting probably within the next couple weekends. Uh, Mike Casey, who is one of our sponsors and who runs uh, uh, Drop the Mic DJ service, uh, he's going to be tackling our gaming side of things. So uh, that's going to be exciting when we get around to that. Thank you. And then we got AnimeCon coming up, too. Yes, and uh, we, you know... Ken Murphy, father of CapeCon, is also putting on an anime con April 2nd and 3rd, and we are going to be there uh, in attendance, uh, moderating panels, judging the uh, cosplay. Uh, cosplay contest, and uh, putting on our own live show there that will be exclusive to Patreon and the uh, uh, fans there at the show. This will be your chance to actually get your tickets and come meet us in person and interact with us yep. while, we're, yep. while we're streaming. Absolutely. So. Uh, and uh, we've got a few surprises in store. There's some stuff we've been working on for that. So uh, I think it's going to be a real good time. Oh, for sure. Hey, Brittany. 
Um, but also, uh, Blake, on top of all that news, you got a little bit of news too, right? Got a shit ton of news. Yeah? Yeah, let's do rumor mill. Go ahead. All right, cool. All right, this week on Rumor Mill, we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, let's see. Man, Patrick Stewart claims it could be somebody impersonating him, his voice. His bald head, his little swift glide up in the wheelchair. Uh, I mean, come on. Impersonating. The only person that could be up there impersonating Patrick Stewart perfectly would be Frank Caliendo. And that is not Frank Caliendo up there. That is definitely Patrick Stewart. I mean, come on. Don't claim yourself not to be the werewolf. We've been through that with Andrew Garfield. And a person of your stature, your voice, you definitely cannot lie to us. I mean, what the hell? Well, well I don't know because it falls into what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago that it's entirely possible that that's just Patrick Stewart's voice in the trailer. Right. That's actually James McAvoy's body in the I would the, be okay with that. And that's Papa Feige. Yeah. Papa, not Daddy. Papa Feige. <laughs> I can say that tonight. Um, just – what they love to do fuck with us yeah uh, that's true surprise us throw us off just like they did hulk with infinity war and i'm not gonna lie i i love patrick stewart i do and illuminati honestly i i personally think is probably going to get pretty much all killed completely in this yeah movie. i think so too I, but uh if if that's not true they don't all get killed i would love to see james mcavoy come into the mcu I, i'm i man yeah, and that it, man is it, so talented. It makes more sense with uh, Patrick Stewart feeling like he really resolved all of Professor X's sure. uh, his version of Professor X's story when Logan. Um, it it makes more sense that we're bringing a younger actor playing Professor X right. in. Right. So, uh, so what we got on that one? Uh, we also have. <laughs> oh, they go wild. They have their own own wings. Uh, let's see, we got Marvel Studios cast Aaron Pierre. Uh, Krypton star in the Blade. It's uh, not disclosed yet on what character he's going to be playing, but that's a, that's another cast. Maybe he's Whistler. No. I know you want Nick Nolte to come back. No, Chris Christopherson. Oh, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> yeah. T- tell me the difference between them. Uh, one can sing, one can't. Yeah, that's <laughs> not true. Okay, they both can't sing. <laughs> one attempted to sing and one can't. <laughs> Hot take. Chris, yeah. Chris Christopherson can't sing. <laughs> oh, let's see. We also have uh, Craven the Hunter casted uh, another star as well. Uh, the White Lotus star, Fred. Uh, oh, I'm not sure how you say his name. Hitchinger? I'm not really sure if that's how you say it. Uh, as Chameleon. Yeah, and it's the Dimitri blah, 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 Russian name uh, right. version of... Uh, Hedginger? I'm, I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm trying to. Fred Heckinger. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe. Who but, knows? Anyways, so, uh, yeah, we got Chameleon, which who, who was it that I reported on a couple weeks ago that they approached and he turned it down? Oh, it was uh, Nightcrawler's uh, actor. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember his name, uh, but yeah, McBee you did. or something like that. Yep. Yep. Um, apparently, and I didn't know this, I just learned this reading an article about them casting Chameleon, but. That character was in uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Really? Yeah, he was one of the. I, I believe if 
if I'm not incorrect, and uh, Ben can fact check it for us, um, he was the guy that was like driving the bus, the shield agent, mm-hmm. was the chameleon character. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I love little Easter eggs like that. So you go back, you're like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, so he's already been in the MCU once, uh, So, which this is Sony's verse, sure, so it could sure. be an entirely different. They don't even need, necessarily need to be connected, so we'll right. see. Yep. So we've got that one. That's done over with. Uh, we also have Seth Rogen doing Ninja Turtle movie, uh, 2023. Yeah. That ought to be, I'm not going to lie, like, Seth Rogen to me can only do a certain amount of things uh, that he that he's really good at. And I really feel like this is going to be great. I'm I, not going to lie. I, maybe they'll let him voice Krang or something. Right. That'd be cool. I don't know. I can't, I, I guarantee you he's going to be doing voice work on it. Oh, for sure. Um, and I can't picture a Ninja Turtles character I want to see him do the voice of. without no. With maybe the exception of, like, Rocksteady or Bebop. Sure. Yep. Honestly, yeah, that's pretty fitting. And he's already actually. played a cartoon Warthog, so <laughs> Bebop would make the most sense. <laughs> maybe. Yep, that's true. Uh, so then we also have, uh, let's see, all, all the Moon Knight villains, I'm pretty sure, are listed now. Uh, we have Arthur Harrow, as we all know. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Werewolf by Night, which we see him fighting in that latest scene. In, it, was, it looks like in the bathroom, I think, or something. Uh, and then also, it's a possibility that uh, Harrow's following uh, a lot of those that are just kind of like in a trance with him might be following a god in a rivalry with Khonshu. Yes. So. So that that character is it Arthur Farrow or uh, Arthur Harrow? Arthur Harrow is yep. another. He's He's a version of Moon Knight that is uh, the uh, scion of a sun god. So gotcha. he's the the opposite side of the page from Moon Knight sure. um, with similar powers and stuff. So, so we're looking at about three villains in this TV show, which is yeah. more than I mean, more than what you would expect in a, a short run for a series like that. Uh, we also got uh, the Lego set uh, and some Thor toys have been released already from China. Uh, we got Valkyrie named as King Valkyrie. Yeah, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, Thor named her King of Asgard at the right, end of Right, he gave uh, her that Endgame. title and said that this is up to you. So that's pretty cool. We're actually getting that now. Like, that's actually the name that we're following under. Uh, also, with the Thor Lego toy set, we have Gore the God Butcher, which we really don't have no visuals of. And I know a Lego toy is kind of hard to uh, kind of hard to get a lot of description of because it's really simplified. But, uh it's a little different than what you know what we're seeing in the comics. Uh, I'm really curious to see an actual, maybe a Marvel Legends character toy, yeah, or a little bit more uh, promo. Uh, so the Gore character in the comics wears a very sheer black hood and like a, a black uh, uh, speedo. Sure. And other than that, he's just like white. He's, oh, really? He's just like all white skin, white face. It, this looks like a, like a lot of white grayish. Cloak. It's like a robe. It's yeah. a big white robe. So because they don't I, want to be as exposing in the movie. right. <laughs> I, I get a, a strong like Lord Voldemort vibe from right. the way that they've got the the Lego figure looking. Mm-hmm. Um, the the most important thing with Gore, like how he looks, is kind of important. I would like him to be comic book accurate, but he doesn't sure. have to be. But similar. But the most close. important thing is that the Necro Sword is done correctly. Gotcha. Which is a symbiote. It's null. It's actually null. God of the symbiotes, being wielded by Gore as a sword to oh, kill wow. other gods. You think they're going to tie in Venom that symbiote in this it's, eventually? It's possible. Hmm. Uh, I I don't know. It's that's gonna be so hard to say because we know we have a Venom symbiote in the MCU now. Right. 
but when we're going to see it pop up again and in what way. Yeah. I mean, it could be five years from now. We, we don't know. And then if, if, uh, if the Necrosword isn't a symbiote, if it's something else, if they say it's just like an Asgardian weapon or a weapon made in hell or, or something else, sure. and we completely skirt that idea of it being null, um, then when they do bring the symbiote in, you know, and we're probably 20 years down the road from us getting like a, a symbiote storyline where it's just like about Venom taking over the, the MCU. Sure. Um, that's going like, to make a little less sense, but they could always retcon it. I mean, Marvel's really good at that anyway. So it's, yeah. it's, it's something I would like to see done correctly, but it's always fixable. Sure. And then also with the Lego set, what we also see is they're actually traveling through the realms on like a, a, a wooden ship or boat type thing. Uh, and on that Lego set is actually this uh, this bracket or saddle that the Stormbreaker sits in that actually transport everybody in this whole entire ship through the realms instead of just whoever's holding it. Mm-hmm. So that that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it makes this boat they're going to be using just a like universe traveling vehicle. It's, right. it's like it's like Thor's version of a TARDIS. So right. Uh, yeah, and it gives him a rainbow bridge right off the front of his boat. So right. it, it'll be cool to see that. It'll be cool to see if it's it's pulled by the two goats um, as well as opening. Because those, those two goats, and I know they're in it. I forget the names of them, but he, Thor has two goats that are huge and, like, violent. And they're gods, and they uh, they pull him through uh, the, the cosmos. Huh. So Interesting. Uh, then also, uh, any day now, I mean, we're about 134 days out from, uh, Love and Thunder coming out. Uh, so roughly with 120 to 160 days is when we typically get our first teaser trailer. So that trailer should be dropping any day now. When do we get Moon Knight? When? Yeah. Uh, we are getting that, that's a March, March 27th, yeah. I think. Well, we're getting, uh, Multiverse of Madness March 4th. I bet no, that... May. May we're getting uh, mostly for oh shit it's May. Batman this March fourth well no they put it was March originally but they pushed it back to May right so we're getting, so we're getting the Batman March, March 4th. and we are getting uh, wow <laughs> we're getting uh, that in May uh, Doctor Strange too yeah and we're like exactly right 132, 134 days uh, from getting Love and Thunder because I think that's in July so uh, let's see we also have uh, No Way Home director John Watts is actually supposed to be directing a mystery Star Wars series. Uh, maybe not the whole series, but at least one episode. So that's kind of interesting to see him come over from the MCU, like we have a, others, I mean, John Favreau, yeah. uh, and see what kind of talent they can put into the Star Wars What do you Wars think it's going to be? Mystery one? So that means it's probably one that hasn't been announced yet. It would be kind of cool to see, like, a Knights of the Old Republic or something. I almost wonder if it's going to be a broader Mandalorian story with Bo-Katan. And, and what's going on on Mandalore. Right. Um, so, like, another season of Mandalorian? Well, not... See, I think that they want to keep Mandalorian small. Okay. And and kind of that, like, space western sure. that they've been doing. Uh, and uh, I would assume that with the broader Mandalorian story with, with Bo-Katan and her trying to become the ruler of Mandalore mm-hmm. and save her planet... But that's going to be a story that's going to be a little bit bigger than what they do in Mandalorian. But maybe not. Um, it would just be cool to get – I I could see uh, Star Wars and Disney doubling down on Mandalorians now that they've got two different Mandalorian series that have right. done well. Um, 
and and we're all really invested in that lore anyway so sure yeah uh i, I just mean, i don't think it'll be another jedi series i think we're getting um uh we're getting uh uh ahsoka and uh we're getting uh obi-wan well, he um may, he might be doing one of the episodes on ahsoka i mean who knows it could be yeah, well, what else? Been... Well, not if it's a mystery series. He's going to have his own show. Yeah. Uh, it, it would be cool if he did, like, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, and I, they just gave him a series for that. I would love for that. Yeah. A series or a movie. I'm okay with a movie. Or do a series and let it lead up to a movie. Well, I, yeah. See the response you get from the series, and they give us the movie that we've been wanting for years. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I would love. Oh, uh, let's see. We also have uh, Disney Plus. All right, so we announced last week that we uh, Netflix is actually taking off. I think March twenty eighth or something. No, 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 not March twenty eighth. February twenty eighth. They are taking off all the, the Marvel series on Netflix, and now we have a date of March sixteenth. They are moving them over to Disney Plus. Yeah, they are not just getting rid of them. They're not trying to make them disappear. They're moving them over. So. What, what do you think? Do you think this is going to take place in that five-year blip? They're going to try to push it off in that five-year blip, or do you think there's going to be variants? Or what, what's your opinion on this? I think that uh, I think that what we can probably expect to see is Marvel picking and choosing through what they do and don't want to use from the Netflix series. Sure. There was some – even Daredevil's amazing, and right. I think Daredevil Season 1 is great. Daredevil Season 2 is probably one of the best things to ever be put on, on film mm-hmm. ever. Um, but there were some questionable things that came up in there. Um, the stories for every one of those seasons, uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, uh, spe- definitely Iron Fist, and then Daredevil, there was this huge lull in the middle of their stories where you're just like, is this ever going to do anything? And then, right. and then they did. Um, but I think that there's some of that in there that they're going to disregard. I think the majority of Daredevil is going to stay canon. I think we'll probably get a different Iron Fist, and we'll probably get a different Luke Cage. Right. I don't think they'll bring Michael Coulter back. Um, I know Kristen Ritter's already talking about well, being uh, brought in to do some small thing. Or here's where some I'm rumor confused at. I mean, there, there's a big confusion. They're actually bringing back all of the Netflix Marvel series to Disney+. Plus. Right. I, but, like, here's another thing. Like, uh, Luke Cage, the creator of Luke Cage uh, on that Netflix series, the guy that's kind of over that. He, he's wondering, you know, is Disney going to kind of re-censor and recut out things? Or are they going to take this to a different plane, you know, adult like plane on yeah on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Uh, or or what are they going to do? Uh, he's really, he's like, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> like, if they start censoring or cutting out and kind of refabricating of what we meant for the show to be. I would assume that when Disney got, when Disney got Daredevil back in their deal from Fox, when mm-hmm. they bought Fox and they got the rights to it, they basically terminated their deal with Netflix for those series uh, over time. They've paid them X amount of money. Netflix is like, cool, we'll take the money, you take the series. Now they own these. Now, Disney Plus has the original X-Men films, the first-class films. Um, They've got the Fantastic Four films on there. Like Shit they're never, ever going to touch is on Disney Plus because they own it. So they're just trying to get a turnaround for the content they have on there, and I think that's true for these Marvel Netflix series. Mm -hmm. Um, they're I mean, going to get them on their their streaming platform, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make new series of them. Right. That being said, we know we're getting Charlie Cox. We know that John Bernthal is coming back as Punisher. Kristen Ritter is rumored to be on set for some of the Marvel stuff that's going on. Hmm. So 
Do you think they're going to not censor it, though, and put that stuff on Disney Plus? Because that kind of goes against the whole vibe that Disney Plus at the moment puts off. You're right. Because, um, uh, I mean, there's some pretty. Yeah, I mean, there's just sex on. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I mean, yeah. that would be the first on Disney and there's, Plus. Uh, some of those series have full frontal nudity in them. Right. Uh, which I don't think we'll see on Disney Plus. Uh, but they've been talking about having a different level of Disney Plus. I mean, ever since you know, the talks like a more adult, uh, like an adult level. But I just so, always, I've, I've always assumed that's just what they'll they'll ship everything over to Hulu for the more adult content. Gotcha. Um, but with the announcement that it is actually coming to Disney Plus, I have to assume, yeah, it's going to be censored. Right. Which you don't lose a lot with that, except maybe language. There's uh, that are, there's not really a lot of uh, people saying the f word on Disney Plus. Right. Um. With uh, is first class on there? Uh, I don't think so. First class isn't on Disney I Plus. So. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen it on Disney Plus. That's one of the only ones I can like think of where one of the there. characters says "fuck" in the middle of the movie, and I don't know uh, if that would be yeah. edited out. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I guess we'll so, see. So Tom, I thought you were talking about the word "family." You said "f word." The "f word." Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's my second favorite "f word." Is it? Family. What's your first one? Fire oh. truck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I got three. Fantastic four. <laughs> That's a double F word. That's, That's yeah. only for That's special occasions. S. That's only for special occasions. So far, the cinema has not put out a special enough occasion to use the double F word properly. Uh, let's see. We also have... Uh, so, Ian McDermott is... Uh, plays Palpatine. Uh, he is... Playing with his words, kind of teasing, but kind of not giving a straight, being very vague, saying that he might possibly show up on Kenobi. Uh, he's like, I know, you know, I'm dead. He's like, you know, in the end of the movie. Yeah, but he's making little teasers. He's like, can't have Vader without Palpatine. You know, we're going to get Vader and Kenobi. So I don't know if he's just messing around with everybody or if we actually might get some kind of glimpse. Or Well, Kenobi takes place in between the end of Revenge of the Sith right. and the start of New Hope. So Palpatine would still be alive. Right. Uh, in his prime, actually. <laughs> but I don't know that there's... I, I do wonder where this story is going because, you know, in Star Wars canon, Obi-Wan, after he comes to Tatooine, really never leaves again. That's what I thought. And he's there to to guard Luke. Right. And so he brought Luke to Palpatine, and or to Palpatine, to Tatooine, and he's there to guard him. So... Uh, I really, I'm it's really a real curious. stretch that I'm we're going to get Darth Vader back in it, unless it's just like a cameo or a flashback or something like. Yeah, that's where I'm so confused with this because we all know. I mean, Obi Wan pretty much stays on Tatooine, like you said. How are we getting Vader back? Is Vader coming to Tatooine? I mean, we have this fan art uh, which looks like a pretty legit poster uh, Brittany sent the other day that shows like a death or a death destroyer uh, coming. In the atmosphere of Tatooine, and I'm like, why? Yeah. I mean, they're going to send a Death Destroyer just for Obi Wan, you know? Yeah, and and we know from the original trilogy that Vader had no idea Luke was still alive. He didn't know Luke and Leia survived. Right. He thought they died, so he's not after Luke. So there's no reason for him to come to Tatooine unless he's hunting Obi Wan. Right. If he's I... hunting Obi Wan, maybe. I mean, it is possible, you know. I mean, hell, motherfucker did let him leave there with no arms and no legs. That's true. Burned I mean, in alive. So there's a lot of hatred for that man. And and Ben just pointed out, you know, you have the whole galaxy and every single story revolves around Tatooine. It gets a little old. It does get um, a little old. And this Obi-Wan series is going to take place on Tatooine right. again. 
Um, I mean, give us something with trees and a swamp or something. I mean, shit. <laughs> I'm tired of saying. Yeah, give us a story on Dagobah. Yeah, or that, or uh, uh, what's the place that the Wookiees are from? Uh, uh, it, that's in the movie, uh, or I mean, the game. Of is it Kashyyyk? I can't remember. I cannot remember. But I, I was. I don't know why. That's so memorable. I was 12 years old playing. Was it Knights of the Republic too? Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, for some reason, that planet always sticks out to me. That was one of my favorite planets to be on with all the Wookies everywhere. And you're playing. It's not Kashyyyk. I don't know why. No, I don't think so. But like you're, I think you're in what Mandalorian armor, aren't you? On that. I've not played Kotor too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. That's, it came out I like played the original. 20 years ago though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's make sure that's quoting the right thing. Uh, but yeah, oh man, I wish they would just make a movie for real of that game because that that game was just phenomenal. Brittany says she would hunt Obi Wan. Uh, is it Kashyyyk? I got it. Nick says I got it. Oh, um, you. Brittany says she would hunt Obi Wan if you he you thought he killed your family. So I guess that's a valid point. So does that make Nick the assistant to the fact checker? Because Ben is you know shit. It's an open position. If any anybody <laughs> who wants to jump in and assist Ben with his fact checking, have at uh, Nick Beck, longtime fan of the show. Happy to have you in the comments, buddy. Uh, cool. So we got uh, let's see, we got one more. Uh, we got Henry Cavill, who I'm not gonna lie, like this is a this is a show or movie that I grew up watching with my dad. Uh, Highlander, loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, dad had a Highlander sword, actually, believe it or not. Uh, that was always in his bedroom, hanging up on the wall. Yeah, and then here we are, something that probably a lot of people's never heard of, like below our age, and we have Henry Cavill coming in with the Lion Gate uh, reboot of Highlander. Yes, so, and I am here for it. Oh my so God. I love Highlander. Yes, but my my love of Highlander comes from the TV series and not from the movies. Okay, uh, with Duncan McCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I forget the actor's name. It's Adrian something. Duncan is the one that we watched all the time. The guy with the ponytail. Yeah. Yes. 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 So that's nope. the TV series. Okay. That's we the watched British both, television but that's series. the one we watched the most. Yes. Uh, and you know, it's famously it, it ran for five or six seasons. They right. made a movie out of it later. Um, and then there's the movies, which were about Connor McCloud, and it's got uh, a German guy playing a Scottish guy, uh, which is uh, the actor playing Con- uh, Connor. Uh, and then you've got, uh, Sean Connery, a Scottish guy playing right. a Spanish guy. Uh, <laughs> and now we have a British guy playing a Scottish and guy. And then you have Kurgan, who's played by, uh, Clancy Jones, the guy that voices Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob oh, now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's a, I mean, it's a, a fun movie. It works. Uh, Ben's, Ben's, uh, not recognizing my clout with the Highlander series. He's never uh, seen it? He's seen it. He grew up in a house where I watched it religiously. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I always thought that that was really funny in the original movie. And then if you've ever <laughs> – I own the special edition of the second movie. But in the – they did the first movie where they were all immortals, mm-hmm. like like vampires without needing to suck blood. And they just cut each other's heads off. They gain the other person's powers. They live long. Uh, really? They, okay. Yeah. And uh, – it's never really specified what they gain by cutting their heads off. Just they cut their heads off. The quickening happens. They get struck by lightning. They're supposed right. to gain their powers, but they don't ever get any more powerful. They're just gain their power. <laughs> um, I always assumed it was fighting skill. Like they just got better with the sword every time they got struck by lightning. But mm. that doesn't really seem to be the case with the show either. Um, and uh, the sequel, uh, Highlander 2, uh, 
they made them aliens. So then it turns out I do out not think I remember this. Yeah, it turns out they're not <laughs> from Earth. Um, that really took a and they're aliens a instead. Turn. They come from another planet. Huh. Um, and then there is a uh, director's cut, a special edition, where they retcon that and they make them just an alternate. Uh, they're actually from the future, and they travel back in time. And then it's I mean it doesn't oh. make sense either direction you go with it. Uh, and then Highlander three just completely forgets about Highlander two, and uh, it's just a fun like. There's a another guy that another immortal that hates Connor and chases him down and decides to kill the woman he loves, which is you know the plot of sure so many that'll drive that anybody time. to you know a whole other storyline. <laughs> All right, uh, you anything else to add to that? Henry Cavill's perfect. I'm super excited to see him. Uh, this giant sword wielding immortal. That's he's got the experience. It's like, on, it's good for his. It's on his resume. And, and then also like we're so used to seeing his, him as Geralt of Rivia and how good he is with the sword and how unmatched he is with the sword. Now he's gonna be playing another character who's great with the sword and unmatched with the sword. And then I'm supposed to believe that somebody's gonna challenge him. Right. That on screen he's gonna be in peril with somebody else with the sword coming at him. And I'm gonna, the whole time I'm gonna be thinking like. This guy's screwed. Like Henry Cavill's just going to cut him up. He's got no chance. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of play out on the screen and, and see if they can make it believable for me. I mean, between sword abilities and Superman abilities, nobody's yeah. going to beat him. I mean, the man, the man is literally pure muscle. He's a he's a fucking walking rock. Like right. he's like, it's it's like running into a wall. And, and why we he's, don't have him in the MCU? Yet, I don't know, but he's coming. dying to it's come coming. to the MCU. He wants to be Captain Britain. Yeah, so and they should give it to him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he would be perfect one for it. I think the perfect segue for that is the X-Men, Betsy Braddock, who's Psylocke, who's Captain Britain's sister, mm -hmm. uh, gives you a chance to bring in a mutant, gives you a chance to bring in Captain Britain as well. Sure. And and that's your in for bringing Henry Cavill into the MCU. So, But, yeah, give me Highlander. I want to see, like, six Highlander movies. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I would love to see them, I mean, at least do six. Emma, did you have questions? Who is Captain Britain? Captain Britain is a uh, he's he's like it's Britain's version, version of, of Captain, Captain America, Carter. or yeah, Captain Carter is a version of Captain yeah. Britain. He's got a uh, a suit that grants him certain powers, um, flight, super strength, um, and he wears the Union Jack on his chest, and he yep. defends Britain. He's like uh, like I said, he's their version of uh, Captain America. Right, you get Captain America, Red Guardian, Captain Britain, Captain Carter. They're all kind of in the same same rough realm but anyways that's this week on rumor mill these rumors are milled <laughs> yep <laughs> there's not the roxbury thing going on <laughs> so we haven't gotten anything uh, new to uh to watch this week we have uh, not it's, yeah it's a, kind of a downer i'm not gonna lie for my <laughs> peacemaker, just yeah, set a whole new it, bar for me for DC. I was really like, planning for Marvel uh, and Disney and Star Wars to just have an unending stream of shit for the next like year, right? And now we're in this weird lull uh, where we're waiting on Moon Knight, and uh, I mean we've got Batman month. coming out in a couple weeks. That's right, it's a couple weeks in it. Uh, yeah, uh, March fourth, Batman's dropping. Yep. Uh, can't wait to go see that. We're actually going to be doing a ticket giveaway yep. for that. We will be. Uh, so. Watch. Uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page. We'll be showing you how, or telling you how we're going to do that. And we'll give the tickets away here live. Uh, we will give away each person or each winner will get two tickets to for them and a friend to join us at the uh, the first night of. Well, it's Friday. We're going on Friday um, at the uh, Friday that uh, I'm killing this. The Batman releases. <laughs> 
And uh, we will all get together. We'll hang out at the theater. We'll watch the uh, movie. Uh, get a pic together. I'll touch your butt. Uh, <laughs> with consent, obviously. Share popcorn with our licking fingers. Yeah. Yeah, we'll... We'll share a popcorn. Now, I like to go mouth first whenever the popcorn is in uh, in my neighbor's lap, just in case. But it is, uh, yeah, it's a good time. And now you know why I never get popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get like a whole fucking pizza. <laughs> and like and candy. Some, you get like a whole pizza, some wings, some pretzel sticks. <laughs> like every time we go to the movies together, I'm just like. I might get like a cup of water or something. And I look over and Blake's just like, you guys want some of my pizza? I got too much. It's like, <laughs> well, I typically don't eat before I go. So I'm, re- I'm really hungry. Yeah. But anyways, no shame, no shame, yeah. man. You know, there's no shame in your game. It's so uh, it's all good. Yes. I'm actually going this weekend to see studio six, 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 the, um, the, the Foo Fighters movie. Okay. Uh, it's about, they're going to a haunted mansion to produce their new album. Is that playing at Marcus? Huh? Is that playing at Marcus? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Dave Grohl gets possessed by a demon and kills the rest of the band. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks really fun, but me and our graphic designer, Scott Weiss, are going to go see it this weekend. Have you seen Uncharted yet? I have not. Me neither. Oh, my God. I had to see it this week, but, like... I I need to see it for myself. I love the Uncharted games. Right. Uh, Heather saw it. Uh, she said that it's not as good as National Treasure, uh, one or two. One or... Oh. Yeah, she said one or two. Oh. Um, I love so... one, a National but... Treasure. As always, I'm going to reserve my judgment until I've seen it for myself. Right. Uh, and if Heather's wrong, I will look her dead in the eyes and just say, no! <laughs> yeah. I never Heather. go by other people's opinion. I always have to form my own opinion. So. Yeah. But yeah, so there's that. I'm really hope I got high hopes for it. I really hope it's good. I mean, it's got our boy Tom Holland in it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So. There's so many properties that I want to see made and put on screen. Um, Uncharted was definitely one of them. Sure. The great thing about that is this week our top five is all about properties we'd like to yep. see put in live action. I can't wait. Top five. Welcome to Top 5. So tonight we are talking about the top five properties we would like to see put in live action. Um, it's just me and Blake in the studio. Uh, Emma's going to be reading the chat list. So if you have your list, go ahead and start with your number five. Uh, Blake, what was Shall your I number go five? First? Yeah. You, All right. As per usual, Blake, you get to lead us off. All right. Uh, so apparently they are making a movie of this. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's going to be playing him. Uh, uh, hopefully this follows through. But Static Shock. Uh, it's a cartoon we, I watched as a child. I really loved it. I th- I'm pretty sure it was on Fox. I think it's a Fox uh, yeah. yeah, it was in the Fox character. block. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's something about a man flying around on a trash can lid and then, you know, taking a collapsible di- – turn it to a collapsible disc uh, in the electricity thing. It's, to me, it's way cooler than Jamie Foxx's Electro. So, like, I, I, I would love and cannot wait till Static Shock comes out. Uh I don't know. That was just one of those cartoons as a child I just loved and is like burned into my memory. Yeah, Static Shock is fun. It was a a comic in the Milestone uh, universe that that DC created. He, out of the majority of the Milestone characters, were analogs for a character that already existed in the DC universe. But Static is one of them that didn't. Hmm. Um, I mean, you can think like Black Lightning had had. Uh, lightning powers and and there's some other characters in the dc dc pantheon that are energy based but nobody was really like a teen superhero like spider-man sure. and like with, in the cartoon too wasn't it like uh 
something happened where he got his powers. Yeah. And that's actually how he had all of his rivals, too, mm-hmm. was they all, from the same uh, scenario, they all got different powers, and they adapted them. And he was a t- teenager in high school. Uh, and then as he was going through high school, the same people that were affected by the same scenario he was getting his powers as the people he had to fight. Uh, and as Ned likes to say, he had a man in the chair, his best friend in high school. So. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so just, it was really great that DC was able to keep the milestone brand alive and you, and make use of some of the better characters they had in that, that universe. Um, and static being one who went to a Saturday morning cartoon Mm. and blew up. Like people just love that character. And it's, it's also really interesting in a time that there were not a lot of black superheroes, uh, especially on the screen cartoon based for kids Mm. and static. I feel like filled an, uh, uh, a spot for people who were just kind of looking to identify with what they were seeing on screen. Sure. And, and he was, what was great about him is that he was a good student, wholesome character. He's just a cool, cool character. I yeah. mean, like, like, I mean, as me and my brother watched him, he like, man, I want to be that guy. Like, I, I mean, I don't care what color you were. Like you wanted to be that guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll never forget. It was so silly, you know, looking back as a kid, but you know, you, you'd rub, rub your socks across the floor. You, me and my brother, were like, Oh, Oh, we got those powers. And unfortunately, we didn't. So, but anyways, yeah. Static Shock was always a fun. Character. Emma, what do we got in the list there? Uncle Wally said a real Galacticus, not a doom and gloom cumulonimbus cloud. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, sure. Fantastic Four Two: Rise of the Silver <laughs> Surfer. We got a cloud instead of the it's very giant similar to Dormammu universe chair riding Galactus that eats planets and wears a big stupid purple helmet. Um, yeah. I, I, here's here's what I really want to see with Galactus is like obviously I don't want to see the freaking cloud like like the fox says screwed up and did. I'll be right back. But same time like how how are we going to get a a purple pink ginormous person that's not cheesy uh, to be against the Fantastic Four or be against anybody else? Uh, I, I really want to see it. I'm I'm okay with them transforming this character into a different formation than where he used to. Just not a cloud. Because I really don't see how you're going to give old Moose Antler helmet over here, you know, pink helmet over here, you know, w- without being cheesy. Uh, so, I don't know. Let, let's transform him into something, but let's make him more of a badass instead of just a fucking miss. I mean, we've had characters that size on screen in Eternals. The Celestials. The Celestials right. are that big. Um, so, I, I mean... But but Galactus even had like almost like a human face with yeah. the helmet on. So, obviously... I don't know. I don't know. I would like... I would like to see some kind of Galactus started out as a roughly you and me sized person prior oh, to no gaining his abilities and and uh, you know he is he grew he, in power he grew in size yeah okay. he predates the six one six Galactus is not from the Marvel universe okay he's from a universe that ha- that existed before that was destroyed sure. and the new universe was created around him so he survived the death of an entire universe. Um, but yeah, he started out as a, a an average sized human being, <laughs> and uh, how does one get to be like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's Goals. a lonely existence. Goals. It's a lonely, lonely existence. Taylor Burton said Aragon, and I a thousand percent agree. Uh, Nick Beck said Thundercats. Jesse Aaron Dew said Mephisto. And get it over. I agree. We just need to see Mephisto on screen, please. And uh, I've heard a lot, uh, specifically my brother Joey is a big fan of the Aragon series. And I love Aragon. He's dying for it to be on screen. The only thing I will say, the Christopher Paolini wrote 
Aragon when he was 16 years old. Mm. And and it's it's cool that a 16-year-old kid wrote this fantasy series, but it's just Star Wars in a fantasy setting. Right. I don't know. Uh, I I love the Aragon books. I've read all of them as a, as a kid. Uh, I'm not going to lie. As a, as a young kid when the movies came out, I was like, oh, this is cool. Then you watch it when you get older, you're like, oh, this sucks. Uh, I read I read the books. Yeah, um, I love the stories though. Yeah. I think they're good, and I think a good live action version of it would be fun. I think that yep. treating the story correctly, doing it correctly, keeping the source material, and I would love for them to put Jeremy Irons, who was in the original movie, bring him back into the new movies. Hey, Jeremy Irons is a great actor. Yeah, it's just so the problem you always run into with these things is because they don't want to look like they're ripping off Star Wars, they change the story when they put it on screen mm. which is what happened with aragon right um in in the move the original movie they released they just tried to stay away from the very star warsy nature of the series sure. just embrace it right. just be like yeah it we get it, it is. It's, it's it's a fantasy version of star wars cool here's right. here's what it is x-wings are dragons the force is magic yoda's gold he's a right. an old elf instead of <laughs> uh his own race you know Instead of having lightsabers, we have metal swords that glow different colors. Instead of Darth Vader being Luke's father, he's his brother, and the dad was uh, his father's Emperor Palpatine instead. Right. You know, that's all fine. Just embrace it. Stop changing shit right. and tell that story. I mean, it was enough for your books to make enough money and, and to get a, uh, a cult following that why not? If the books work, obviously they work, so why not carry it to the big yeah, screen? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like you're going to get – I mean, people's going to gripe too much about it because obviously your books would have failed. Right. It was like, oh, man, this movie was basically Star Wars with dragons. Hell, yeah, it was. Right, right. Hell, yeah, it was. You think I wouldn't run a and d campaign that was fantasy Star Wars? Right. Fuck, yeah, I you're will. Like, you're literally just putting two dreams together and making an yeah. amazing one. So. Just own it. Right. Just tell that story. And I, I agree 100% with everybody that's like, yeah, Aragorn could be done better. Hell, yeah, it could. Just do it, you know? Don't change it to be like, well, we don't want to rip off Star Wars. Just do it. Star Wars is a ripoff of other things. Like it's true, ninety percent of our our things we love in nerd culture are ripoffs of something else. Godzilla wasn't original. Mm. Superman isn't original. Uh, Star Wars isn't original. You know, none of these things are original. Just 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 own it. You know, uh, Jesse Aaron, do please just put Mephisto on fucking screen. Please, not Doctor in... Strange too. He's he's gonna be a Doctor Strange too. Yeah, and and uh, if not, he's gonna be a Moon Knight. Yeah, and have him have him meet uh, Omega Red, and they hang out, and maybe it's just a scene where the two of them are sitting in a sub shop, That's taking and far stuff's now. going on around them, and then we cut to the rest of the movie. You it's had to fine. bring in Omega Red. I mean, huh? You had to bring in Omega Red. Yeah, I love Omega Red. I think he's the perfect foil for Wolverine. Uh, so, uh, and uh, Star Wars is somewhat a ripoff of Dune. It's also a ripoff of Princess of Mars. Um, and other properties that came before it. And so. Superman was what? Of John Carter, right? Yeah, also yeah. Princess of Mars. Uh, almost a, a, a full ripoff of Princess of Mars. Uh, so what's uh, your number one? Or five? My number five. Hell yeah. Uh, did, you, did we have more in the list, Emma? Funko Mike said Bob's Burgers. But only if the voice actors play the live action characters. Yeah, I could see that. Um, they are releasing a Bob's Burgers movie, uh, but it is animated. Um my list. Let me get to it real quick. I, I believe my number five was the same as Nick Beck's. I think I had Thundercats. Uh, I do love which, Thundercats. Yeah, I love Thundercats, too. Uh, That's another one I grew up with. If if we get Thundercats in live action, and I really hope we do, there is such a rich lore behind Thundercats. 
um, that was actually played out in the original series. They that's something that people don't really realize is that even that though that was aimed as a kids cartoon. It has a beginning and an end. The story wraps up by the end, and it's a very rich lore for the universe and for the characters. Um, if if they were going to do Thundercats on screen, I don't want to see it like Transformers. Right. Uh, they can keep uh, what's his name, uh, Explosion Director. Jesus oh, uh, wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. A, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, on. he lo- um, he loves explosions though. Hi, Funko Mike. <laughs> um. But if they could keep him away from it, if they could just get a serious director who wants right. to tell a serious fantasy story set in space and and just do, like, fuck, have John Watts do it, you right. know? Um, or or get Scorsese. You know, he's not doing anything right now. <laughs> do you, do you know except for fun... sitting around bitching about how popular well, Marvel is. Hasn't Thundercats actually been, like, supposedly in the works for a while? Uh it's it's probably in developmental hell. I've make, Michael Bay. Thank yep. you, Nick. Yeah, Michael Bay. Yes. Keep Michael Bay as far away from uh, Thundercats <laughs> as possible. I don't want to see you know Lion-O slow motion running while explosions go off behind him for right. literally no reason. Um, so yeah, let's just get a good director and just keep the core material. Let it make sense and tell the good story that it is without getting too stupid and flashy right. and and and. Thundercats would would be amazing. Uh, Joss Whedon, that's a great yeah. I, I would even I, I would even be cool for just a, a. I mean, obviously, I want a movie, a live action movie of it. I'd even be cool if they did a reiteration of the cartoon, a more modern cartoon cartoon of it, reboot, or maybe it continues the story or somehow. Like I, I just love Thundercats growing up. We watched that on uh, oh, with my dad growing up. So yeah, yeah, I love Thundercats. Blake, you're number four. Ooh, Uncle Gadgetwitties. Jackie Chan Adventures. I love Jackie Chan Adventures. You got Jade. You got Jackie. You got Uncle, who always gets the Willis. Uh, like you got uh, so many characters in this is great. You get the talismans that have the different powers. I would kill to see this in a live action movie. Like, there's no way it could go over bad. You know, I I know it's Jackie Chan Adventures. Even if they got somebody younger, because you know Jackie was younger in these in these cartoons, yeah. like, yes. which he personally voiced himself. Uh, and and I'm sure he would be okay with it because I mean there's plenty of great just actors. Just have Jackie out there. Chan play Uncle. Oh my God, yeah. that would be perfect. We should do this because Miko's dead, so or Mako Mako's dead, yep. so he couldn't reprise the role. Yep. So uh, I just I don't know. That is one childhood cartoon that I freaking absolutely love. It had a great storyline. It went on for a long time. Uh, this is all the way around great. Yeah, Jackie Chan Adventures is a good time. I could see it in live action. It would make a great kung fu movie. Uh, I think it would be a, blast. a A great live action uh, action movie with comedy. I mean, like it's almost like that perfect blend, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, Tony Jaa would be perfect to play a young. Uh, what Taylor Burton say? Tony Jaa would be perfect to play a young Jackie Chan or Simu Liu. Simu Liu, be oh, great. Oh my god, I just don't talk about that. Yeah. he would be actually a great one. Yeah, I agree. That's it's huh. a great choice, Emma. What we got in the comments? What's our number fours? Nobody has posted their number fours. Wow, they're really paying attention. I'm really sad now. <laughs> okay. Uh, What's your number? Actually, did Brittany post hers? I saw her post something earlier. There oh, we go. There we go. Uh, Taylor Britton said Spyro. Yeah, Spyro yeah. the Dragon. Yeah. Uh, Purple I, Dragon. How, I, it'd be interesting live action. It'd have to be like Lion King. You I, know, think, where I think CG. Spyro would have to be com- almost like they did Sonic. 
They could do oh, uh, Spiral Calculated Sonic. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths, I think, was Britney's yeah, number so. something. I yep. didn't see it. Actually, I have Britney's list. Well, we had that list, list. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we got Nick Beck, who said He-Man. Yes, a live-action He-Man that isn't Dolph Lundgren yeah. uh, would be great. <laughs> oh, uh, Aaron Thurman's a big He-Man fan. I believe Huge that. Huge He-Man fan. Doesn't he have his, like, his whole studio, uh, studio is yeah. filled with... Yeah, you get the castle, Skeletor, and probably like ten collectibles of each character, along with his other uh, collage of great artwork and comics and stuff. But yeah, that that is his number one favorite. Let's see, we got. Uh, Go ahead, Emma. Funko Mike said Mega Man. Yeah, a, a, a Mega Man Mega movie Man. would be awesome. Yes. Um, everybody in live action just wearing Mega Man armor. They could CG it and be like Iron Man. He was blue, right? And then yes. Who was the guy that was red that was like the opposite of him? There's uh, Power Man. It's Roll yep. and uh, I think Power Man. Maybe. Uh, something like that. Uncle uh, Wally said. Cut Man and uh, Drill Man. and. He said yes. Yeah. Uncle Wally said, Spider-Man teams up with Deadpool or Wolverine or the Human Torch or Daredevil. Or all of the above. Like all of yeah. Them. That would be great. That would be good. I would like to see a crossover. Like a solo Wolverine movie that takes place. It kind of tells the stories of the solo Wolverine comic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, It's not really X-Men related, but sure. he's kind of on his solo adventures. But you could still have characters from the X-Men universe cross over into it. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, see, yeah, Brittany's number five was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Her number four is Kingdom Come, the uh, Alex Ross story where uh, uh, it's basically uh, the second coming. Uh, it's it's Armageddon, and the superheroes are the angels of uh, the Armageddon. Okay. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's what she told me that I needed to read. Yeah, I have the leather bound if you want to just – Oh yeah, I would rather yeah. have my hands on it than my phone. Yeah, yeah really. You can just take it. Yeah, remind me of for night. sure. Uh, the red one, by the way, uh, was zero uh, from uh, Mega Man. Oh, zero I, is a red one. I thought you were talking about the villain with the red helmet and the black glasses. That you're talking about? I was talking about. The, isn't there like a, a duplicate of uh, Mega Man, but he's red with the arm cannon? Yeah, and stuff? that's zero. Yeah. Okay, that's who I was talking about. Okay. Well, Mega Man has a brother who's. He was built at the same time as him, but he has, as opposed to Iron Man's blue armor, he's got a red helmet and a cape. Okay. Nope. Um, and I believe he's, I think he's, if I if I remember correctly, I think he's Power Man. Gotcha. Um, but Kingdom Come is great. It's the first time you get to see, well, not the first time. Uh, you got Dark Knight Strikes Strikes Back. <laughs> Mister, why the fuck would you be, ta- why not be talking about that character? <laughs> want the cape because <laughs> in the the uh, i'll actually explain this in the old mega man animated series he was the main villain that mega man fought against um he was in almost every episode so that's what i was assuming blake was recalling talking about mega man maybe i forgot about him because I'm, 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 I'm talking about the old cartoon yeah uh so yeah he was he was like he was like mega man sidekick zero zero is like mega man sidekick oh is it is that what you're talking about? No, no, I'm talking about the opposite, the bad person that was red. Yeah. That's what that's, I'm talking about. I think that's Power Man. Okay, cool. It's not Zero. I'm not talking Zero about is, a sidekick, no. Yeah, Zero is a sidekick. So um, you are right. I think so. Um, what was it? Ben's number four? Oh, you uh, said that Spider-Man. one. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man team-ups, Deadpool, yep. all of that. That's that would be really cool. That's your number four, actually. Is it? Yep. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, yeah, I have your number four in front of me. Hmm. Uh, my number four is Summoner. It was a PS2 game. It was one of the first attempts by Sony to create a cinematic experience with their movies hmm. or with their games. Um, and it was like playing through a movie. Uh, it was a over-the-top scrolling uh, RPG um, and you played this character who just went through this story of saving the world and he got progressively stronger. Not new for a video game, I know. But <laughs> if you had played it, it's it's a little different. Um, there's huge cinematic scenes. They brought in actors. And, and, again, not new for now. That's a common thing in video games. So this was the first times that they did it on the screen. Um, and Summoner was a blast to play. And it's it's actually got a post credit scene um, on the game, which really? is hilarious. Huh. Yeah, I didn't um, know about that. But I would love to see it done live action, that whole story played out. Um, I think it would be a good time. It's a great uh, – it would be a great opportunity to tell a different kind of fantasy story than what we've seen over the last couple of decades with right. Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And, and, and I think it would appeal to a very broad audience. Hmm. Very nice. So my number three is uh, – I know this made my list last week uh, on Star Wars characters – but I mean, I have, I have been waiting for a live action series of this since I was eleven. So, and I'm not letting go of it just for a simple fact. I know this would make a lot of money and please a lot of people. Jason and Jane of Solo. It's a twelve to fourteen book series in Star Wars, as I I said last week. Just the stories are great. Uh, they're not simplified, but they're not overly complicated, not too muddled up. It's just a fun adventures uh, that they're doing, which is Han and Leia's kids. Uh, they're the the more interesting kids, unlike Ben, uh, not they're not they're not bitches like Ben, uh, <laughs> as well. I have a brother uh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's just great stories. I mean, they're on Cloud City. They're on uh, the planet you're saying. Want to go with the Wookiees? I think at one time, uh, Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. Uh, they're on Tatooine. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, they're they're just. All of their adventures in every planet they go to is just—it's just fun, and it, I mean it, it's serious. They run into some real shit. They run into some real problems. Uh, they're, they're training and learning how to use the force along with all these journeys. Uh, they have their struggles. It's just—it's just such a great series. Uh, I, I really think Lucas Films and Disney is really missing out by bypassing these stories up and not bringing them to the theater. Yeah, and I don't know—is it ever really mentioned in the new trilogy that? Ben is the only child they had. No, he's the only child that's mentioned, but it's never mentioned that he is the only child. Yeah, so it's possible they still that they're it. out there in the galaxy. Right. Yep. You know, Ben could be the, the black duck that went bad, so here's the... The black duck? Is that a thing? I've never heard that, yeah. I've never heard that saying before. A yeah. black duck. Yeah. For real? Yeah. Tell me you've heard other people say that. I have. Like, I like, I've been called that of my family. Like... Black sheep. Black, black sheep, yeah. yeah. Black duck. Odd duck. Black sheep. Yeah, maybe I'm getting mixed Maybe a black I swan. I, a black, a black duck. Cool. Yeah, black duck. Maybe I'm thinking of ugly duckling. I don't that's know. Day Sykeston, Sykeston. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Uh, Emma? As much as I want to get out of Sykeston, you can't get all of Sykeston out of me. <laughs> Uncle Mike said Skyrim or Fallout. Yeah, uh, both of those would be amazing. Uh, huge, huge open world storytelling, so there's a lot to play with there. Nick Beck said Green Lantern, and I have an emotional connection to that one. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, yours is because you're named after Green Lantern's origin story. Mine is because the first Green Lantern movie was hot dog shit. And uh, <laughs> it's 
it's a a smudge on the good name of superhero movies and should be wiped from history forever. Uh, thank you, Ryan Reynolds, for recognizing how shitty that was and not <laughs> repeating it with Deadpool. Well, I mean, he recognized how shitty his first Deadpool was to redo it, so maybe That's, he'll redo well, Green you know Lantern that, one day. You know that the scene with him as Deadpool is not him. It's a body double. He had no idea they did that. Until the movie, get out of he here. didn't know that happened until he saw it in theaters. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, he wow. thought he was just playing an early Wade Wilson, right. and that whole turn with the Deadpool was a body double. It was not even, it wasn't wow. even Ryan Reynolds. That is insane! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Britton said Martian Manhunter origin story and how it got to Earth. Then go from there. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I would love it if they. If they actually were able to bring a decent Justice League team into the movies and then did Martian Manhunter as one of their stories, introducing the Bloodwings character who he hid himself as and then was revealed to be Martian Manhunter later, I think that would be great. Well, DC needs to work on that over the next 10 years. Yeah, for sure. Clock is ticking. (laughs) Uncle Wally said King in Black. What's that? King in Black, it is the story of Null coming to Earth. Null, god of the symbiotes, coming to Earth and releasing an army of symbiotes on the Earth, turning uh, many of your favorite Marvel characters into symbiotes as well. And uh, then uh, uh, Eddie Brock and his son um, have to defeat Null. Uh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, the god of the symbiotes, which they, uh, spoiler, are successful. Um, And uh, Eddie Brock's son... Um, becomes the new Venom, and Eddie um, takes a break from the Venom symbiote for a while, nice. which is currently running right now. Daddy Danny. Thank you, yeah. Taylor. Jesse said this is the most entertaining comment group. Seriously, you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so. Cool. My number three yep. is Legend of Zelda. Like, I'm really shocked we, on... we haven't done one. They haven't done one of those yet. How are we on our second Super Mario Brothers movie and <laughs> still haven't had a Legend of Zelda movie worth watching? Uh, I understand the apprehension, but there are so many great Legend of Zelda stories to pull from. Mm-hmm. And with with movies like uh, Driver, where uh, uh, Ryan Gosling barely says a line in the movie... Uh, you could have an entertaining movie that's fun to watch without a character that really talks much. So sure. Link could be a mute that just makes random noises like he is in the game. Right. Um, he doesn't necessarily have to conversate with people, and you could still tell that story. Well, hell, of... we have Eternals. I mean, we have a, a, a person that's mute there. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of shows and movies are starting to do with deaf people, mute people, I mean, blind people. So Yeah, I think the... The real reason we never have gotten Legend of Zelda on screen is because Link never talks. And it's like, hmm. how do you sell a movie without uh, a main character that never really speaks any, uh, at all? Just but let it be totally good with the sellable. fan base. I mean, <laughs> the fan yeah. base will support it if it's good. A good enough actor can sell everything Link is trying to say through body language. And right. you would never have to have him say a single line. Other than... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... Blake, you're number two. Yeah. Uh, so the old, old man Logan comics. I know we have Logan. Uh, you know we got a, kind of a a Fox version of Logan, which which I enjoyed, which, which was okay. I was really pissed the way it ended. Uh, but the old man Logan comics, where we have uh, Hawkeye who's blind, 
we've got the Hulk family, who's kind of like the mafia going around. Uh, I, I actually have read those comics, believe it or not, and uh, I, I really enjoyed those. I mean, it's a apocalyptic shitstorm of a world. It's, it's not really like at all Marvel with their prime, their heroes in the prime, but it's, it's a fun story. Uh, I, I would love to see the Old Man Logan comics yeah, uh, come too. to life. Me too. I, uh, the the idea that it takes place in a post-apocalyptic MCU mm-hmm. would be amazing. Um, once you've introduced the Wolverine character, then you have the opportunity to introduce a world where most of your Marvel characters are dead. Correct. And 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 it's gone off the rails. Uh, super easy to do, and I think more than likely, it's probably coming. Uh, but man, yeah, I would love to see that in live it, it action. Be cool. Uh, Brittany, I skipped one of yours. Uh, Brittany's number three was Justice League Dark. Uh, it is a Justice League team led by John Constantine with some of your more magical characters, Swamp Thing, Zatanna. Um, uh, uh, I think Edrigan's on the team. Um, I never really read it, but uh, you can look it up. Uh, and then Wolverine Family. I'm not familiar with what she's talking about. The Wolverine there. family. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Probably just the stuff with uh, Wolverine and Dakin and X23. Gotcha. What you love, and, Dakin yeah, and all that. And and James Howlett, or not James Howlett, James Hudson, the ultimate Wolverine son. Gotcha. Um, you know, probably live action for all those characters. Uh, Emma, what's a Nick Beck said? Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, hell yeah, and, and a good one, like. There's been some live-action D&D movies, like In the Name of the King. Um, there's been a Dungeons & Dragons movie that starred one of the Waynes brothers. Um, th- they're okay, but like, mm. just something well-told within the Forgotten Realms that's not mostly garbage would be great. Uh, Uncle Joey said Gargoyles. That's business yeah. number two, too. Yeah. I love Gargoyles. Oh, my God. Like, to this day, I still love going back and watching the cartoons from the 90s. Those are just such a great cartoon. And, like, with the way they would put the money in the proper CGI, I mean, like Marvel does, that would be such a fun live action. I mean, they could honestly probably make at least a trilogy easily. Yes. Uh, uh, and, again, yeah, CG, the Gargoyles. Um, and, and it could be a three-part movie that would tell the beginning, middle, and end of the yes. best parts of that series without yes. bringing Macbeth in. Um, who becomes a main right. villain at some point. Yeah. Like, this fictional Scottish king from a Shakespearean story becomes a live character that existed in the time of the Gargoyles. Um, so that's... And he survived that he's a techno yeah. cyborg uh, bounty hunter, which I don't it hate. It was a fun I love cartoon. That. I think it was it's a so fun, fun cartoon, though. Yeah. Uh, but Gargoyles, man, there's a lot of... Even for a kid's show that ran alongside... Uh, uh, Batman, the animated series, and mm-hmm. uh, the Adventures of Superman. Uh, Gargoyles pulls at the heartstrings. There's there's some dark shit in there, and yeah. it's uh, it was great, and I, I still I, love it. Like I actually like I was big in you know having action figures and collectibles even to this day, but I remember I had every single gargoyle like eight inch figure had Bronx the gargoyle dog yeah. had all of it. it man, I, I had I, several I was of them. Goliath, uh, yes, the main sure. purple guy. Uh, Emma. Funko Mike said True Crime Streets of L.A. Christopher Walken reprising his role of the old cop or voiceover would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I think Walken might be a little old to re- like play the character, but um, 
He could do the like intro voiceover. But he's got stuff. a fever for crime. And the only <laughs> prescription for his crime is more cops. You know? I mean, get walking to the dudes. Let him come back and reprise his role. <laughs> I love Christopher Walker. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a fever. Yeah. And the only prescription is more cowbell. I need more cowbell. More cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. A little bit more cowbell. That's what we need. Let's just do 25 minutes of terrible yeah. walking. Yeah, very bad. Uh, <laughs> I just okay. love walking, though. Uh, Ben's number two was Gargoyles, which we talked about, Emma. Uh, Taylor Burton's number two. Oh, Injustice, like the massive dark cinematics where we are getting with BCEU now. Just need the top-notch storytelling to go with it. Yeah, so the Injustice uh, video games, uh, it's a world where Joker killed Lois. Well, actually, Superman killed Lois after the Joker tricked him, and then Superman kills Joker... Uh, to get back at him and then decides to just rule the world. Huh. And so one half of the Justice League agrees with him and one half disagrees and ends up being Batman versus Superman uh, in game one. In game two, they all come together and fight Brainiac. Uh, but it's an interesting world where just the alliances of the Justice League, what it would look like if like Wonder Woman, who's not afraid to kill um, and Superman kind of finally falls in line with her ideals, then Wonder Woman lines up behind Superman. Who's going to line up behind Wonder Woman and Superman? Well, who wouldn't? You right. know, two of the strongest sure. creatures in all of existence uh, want to rule the world. It's like, huh. yeah, probably. I'll, I'll hang out with you. But yeah, dude, I would love to see that uh, on, on screen. Hell yeah. Uh, my number two? Are we on number two? Yep, number two. My number two is Akira. Or Akira, oh, as you I may know that. it in America. It is a very huge, very Japanese cinematic experience. It is an anime. Um, they've tried to faves. make it... Huh? It's one of my all-time faves. <laughs> they've tried to make it into a live-action film uh, a couple of different times. At one point, um, Leonardo DiCaprio was signed on to star. Really? Um, I think the biggest problem that I would have with what they're trying to do is they're really, really trying to Americanize Akira, mm. and they just need to keep the very Japanese nature of the movie if they're going to make it, even in America. Even if they're releasing it in American cinemas, it needs to take place in Japan with Japanese characters because Akira and his power and the way that he hurt the world is an analog. I love to say analog. I love analogs for things. Is an analog for the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki during World War II. His okay. power is supposed to be equivalent to that of what the nuclear bombs did to Japan. Mm. And it's just science gone too far is the idea of the story. Um, and then, you know, he's defeated and um, his power pops back up in another person and it starts the whole cycle of Japan's going to be destroyed because of this power they created all over again. Um, and, and I think without acknowledging its connection to the nuclear bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, you really strip the core of what the movie is about. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so it would be really hard to tell that story with in New York uh, with an American person 
Like, what's the closest thing we have to that? Nine eleven? Like, uh, they, I mean, they could go put it over in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, even the bombing I mean, of that Pearl was Harbor <laughs> isn't nearly as bad as the destruction right. of two nuclear bombs being dropped on sure. uh, uh, Japan. Um, so, I just if they're going to do it, they need to do it right. They need to tell the story in Japan in a future Tokyo um, with you know the the way the story is told in in the original anime. Uh, but I would love to see a good version of Akira brought to the screen. Nice. Blake, your number one. My number one is kind of something we have seen, but also something that we're waiting to see uh, because it's continuing the story, and that's the 90, X-Men 97, uh, or also the X-Men 90s cartoon that we all grew up on, which they're all running into each other. So let's all, I know we haven't seen X-Men 97, but I know it's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I have actually a theory. I know we're out of room and room. Here we go. Put your tinfoil hats on, kids. We're going for a ride. So, I mean, X- X-Men from the 90s and Spider-Man from the 90s is what really hashed my love for Marvel. That That's really the founding base of it. But with them bringing X-Men 97 back, say they bring Patrick Stewart back as Xavier in the Illuminati, even if he gets killed. I I just have this wild, and maybe it's just more of a want, but I, I think that Xavier might be the, the Xavier we're going to get from X-Men 97, but in live action. And what if this is actually, the we're finally going to get the X-Men version that we have wanted and, and needed, and they're actually, that's why they're bringing X-Men 97 back, because we're actually going to get that intertwined eventually into the live action, or, or whatever, I don't know, I'm probably just really reaching but I really want that. And I, and I, I feel like for X-Men 97, for them to reiterate that and bring it back, uh, I would really love to see them bring that into the MCU. I mean, we've already got – I mean, we've seen the Doctor Strange thing where they're going through the universes and they tie the cartoon where he, they turn through a cartoon universe. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I know you said it kind of looked like the uh, – through the Spider-Verse kind. But then I like I was looking the other day, and it does kind of look like that. But if you look – if if you want it hard enough, uh, like it actually looks, it looks like an orange safety cone, and that yes. that looks like the cartoon kind of drawing from the X Men '90s series as well. Uh, <laughs> and that it's animated, <laughs> right? So, man, I I'm gonna call it right now. I may be a fool and I may be ignorant for saying this, but I'm gonna say that somehow the X Men '90s series is going to intertwine with the live action MCU. I, I really do, and then. Just a little tangent, real quick. Off, off no, I'll tell you let's, after this. Yeah, let's go. Uh, all right, wow, let's go. All right, so I'm here for it. I heard this version the other day from this YouTuber, and he said this before we even got the Patrick Stewart thing. He said this thing on February 6th, which was before the Super Bowl uh, commercial that just drew drew everybody wild. All right, so he's like, I think in the MCU version we just haven't seen it, but the whole no more mutant thing has already happened. He's like, and then what we're gonna get in Doctor Strange two is a reverse of that where she's like bring back mutants or you know bring mutants back into the universe uh somehow there's a storyline or maybe a a variant or something like that where someone spoke mutants out of existence and that's why why we have not had mutants yet but in dr strange 2 or or maybe right after it hopefully dr strange 2 Wanda is going to speak mutants back into existence out of the need of wanting her kids back so bad and, and going through these universes and not being able to find them, that this is her only option or only answer she thinks now into getting her kids back. It's just to speak mutants into existence. So, uh, <laughs> I love well, that theory. So much to unpack there. Um, Would I, that not be cool, though? I think 
that as much as I would love to just see the X-Men 97 mutants brought into the MCU, right? that that's probably not the path we're going to take. Probably not. Uh, it would be fun, though. It's it's a fun it's fun speculation and I think that I can I can vibe with your excitement there I I agree with that it would be cool right I do think we're going to get something closer to that X Men on screen this time than any iteration before I we think. are starting to get a lot more comic accurate uh, costumes yes without it looking stupid so, uh, and I think Kevin Feige has really eased us into that because he started out with you know. Not very comic accurate. I mean, kind of comic accurate, but more real- realistic stuff. If so much today was, and now they're slowly getting you know the more comic accurate suits, but making it more believable with uh, in real life. So one of the things we've run into with all of the previous like live action um, uh, that we have with the previous live action stuff is that in every single thing before the MCU the characters existed in a bubble where they were the only instance of superheroes showing up on screen. So Spider-Man lived in a universe where there are no other superheroes. The X-Men lived in a universe where there are no other superheroes. Um, you know, Ghost Rider takes place in a world where there are no other superheroes. Uh, Daredevil. Like, there's so many of those. That were, they exist in a bubble. So every instance of that, the costume had to make sense. Sure. Or at least they tried to make it make sense because this is your first version of a superhero. Right. And why do they have a costume? But now that we have the MCU, superheroes wear costumes. Right. When you become a superhero, you put on a costume. Superheroes are cool. Right. Captain America has been a superhero since World War II. So you've got a world where when you're a superhero, you put on a costume. That's the established rules. That's the established hierarchy. The costume doesn't have to make any sense anymore. Right. It's just the thing you do. You pick out a cool costume and you wear it's it. It's part of the gig. Right. <laughs> so that being said, when we get the X-Men team introduced, I think that we will see more – each character has to have a costume that speaks to them as a whole, right. as opposed to this need to put all the X-Men in black leather costumes that are supposed to be their, like, tactical armor, right? whatever. Um, and, and, you know, like, Wolverine has a government-sanctioned Wolverine suit that he wore to fight the Hulk. And, sure. Uh, um, you know, Jean Grey and Cyclops, they started out in their original X-Men costumes, the blue and yellow spandex and then they moved on to like choosing their own style as adults like right. it just makes more sense that we're going to get that so i think that we'll be able to have a more diverse cast and costumes for those characters which will be truer to the x-men because the x-men stories have always been about embracing changes and differences in people and individuality right and we've not gotten that on screen everybody wears the same thing when they're an x-man and the x-men movies which well we'll really have to say first class that. was probably one of the closest to the original blue and yellow costumes of way back in the day. It was really what uh, Days of Future Past is the one that they actually had well, the legit X-Men costumes at the end. Storm was in the her blue costume. blue and yellow ones? And oh. Storm was in her costume. Mystique was in her costume. Oh, gotcha. Uh, sure. Scott had the visor and the uh, blue and gold costume. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the first one. I think that was Days of Future It was Past. at the very end? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, they're in the danger room in their actual costumes. Yes. Yep. Um, Cool. Emma? Uncle Joey said, and still waiting a Gambit movie. Yeah, so from what I understand, the Gambit movie starring, uh, what's his name? Uh, Channing Tatum? Yes, Channing Tatum has been scrapped. That's not coming. Thank God. Um, I don't think we need a solo. Uh, I, I love that you want to see a solo Gambit film. I know he's your favorite superhero. Um, I think that what we should have 
is Gambit introduced in the X-Men in a good way with a good actor and then give him a solo movie after, which would make more sense than just giving him a solo movie. You know what? I, people can ridicule me or judge me for for this. We will. But, but, but honestly, I think if they gave Taylor Kish another chance to give a little bit of a French accent this time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed his character minus, you know, a couple of things that he needed that he, he didn't have in the, the or, was it X-Men Origins movie. Uh, or, yeah, it was X-Men Origins, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I, I really, uh, I would rather see him play, uh, reprise his role as Gambit than Channing Tatum any day. Your Gambit on screen needs three things. He needs to be tall. Right. Fridge. He needs to have long arms and long legs. And he needs to drip charisma. Yes. Like with a Cajun accent. <laughs> yeah, he needs to have the Creole accent, but yes. even if he doesn't have it, when Gambit is on screen, like he's gonna make your panties fall off. Yeah, uh, just by him saying one sentence. <laughs> yes, he's uh, he needs to be seductive, like right. like just his personality, who he is as a person, how he handles his power, the way he charms people, that is the gambit we need on screen. Right. So That's the gambit we know and love. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think we got that even remotely close with Taylor Kitsch. No, 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 we didn't. That's what I'm saying. But, like, no, I'm not saying that he even gave us the gambit we needed. So don't, don't take it that way. But, like, just his look, I mean, and his demeanor, I think if they let him reiterate a different version of Gambit, I think he could bring it and still be a great actor. But, no, no I'm not saying at all that he brought what we needed at all with Gambit. But I just think his look and his demeanor – he could pull it off if he had a better director uh, yeah. and told him, directed him on how he should be. Yeah, so. The, the Solo Gambit series from the 90s would make a great Solo Gambit film where he went back to New Orleans and dealt with the assassins um, who raised him and fought them and killed his... Solo Gambit movie? Yeah. So they had a Solo Gambit comic oh, in the 90s. Comic, okay. It was like five issues, Gambit. Sure. I have the whole run. Um but he goes back to New Orleans by himself and faces down the the Assassin's Guild that he was raised by hmm. um, on his own. And, and when he left New Orleans to join the X-Men, he was married. And he's still married. <laughs> and so he has to go back and deal with all that. Gotcha. Um, but it was a really good series. Uh, Sorry, that was a long number one, guys. Am I? <laughs> Nick Beck said Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Yes, uh, I've never uh, even seen the, the live-action movie they did. With Matthew McConaughey and uh, Elba. I hear it's awful. Idris Elba. I hear it oh. is just god-awful, and I've heard that from people who are as big of fans of The Dark Tower as I am, so I just haven't even watched it. I've seen it when it first came out, and I can't even re really recall enough to tell you. So, Funkle Mike said, Trigun, but better than the live-action Cowboy Bebop, please. I haven't finished the live-action Cowboy Bebop. I know what Trigun is. But I didn't hate it. So, uh, But I would like to see a decent version of Cowboy Bebop. They they really kind of carved it up a little too much, even in the Netflix version. And if you sign up to our Patreon, you will find out how I know what Trigun is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our Give Me Five on Patreon. Um, 
where I give Blake and Jared five pieces of information about a show they've never seen, and they try to come up with an episode about it. And it's all anime, uh, and we have never watched anime. Yeah, and it's it's a shit it's show. hilarious. <laughs> uh, the next one I will be posting um, this week is Death Note. Uh, I gave them oh, <laughs> five facts about Death Note, and they could not have been further from what that series. I think that was about. our worst one. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Uh, Emma Taylor Burton said Beta Ray Bill versus Thor. Yes, I would. I would love to see a Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, Bill. he says the whole story is so epic, and I totally agree. The fact that he won over Odin to the point that Odin gave him Stormbreaker to give him the powers of Thor, um, but uh, he uh, for. For Odin to show Beta Ray Bill the kind of love that he never bothered to show Thor is probably one of the best parts of that comic. He's like, hey, I like you and I respect you. Here's a hammer. Huh. Thor, he's like, be worthy of this. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> What is Ben proud of? I have no idea. That's a, it's a little too far back, I guess. Uh, ben says, give me the one who started it all. Give me Dritzto Odin, please. Uh, that's a Forgotten Realms character, Dritzordan, created by R.A. Salvatore. Um, he is a dark elf who is raised in the Underdark um, and embraces the light and the good side of things. And he wields two swords, um, icing Glamdring. No, not Glamdring. Icing Death. Damn it. I'm drawing a blank on the other sword's name. Uh, but anyway, Dritzordan, total D&D badass, um, great character. Uh, Ben's uh, also wanting uh, you to say New Orleans again. New Orleans? I don't know that's what he said. Uh, that's how you say it. Yeah. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans? Yeah. There's nothing new about Orleans. It's, yeah. New, it's New Orleans. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, Mike says another number one is Castlevania. Yeah. That'd be badass to see live action. Um, the uh, Necro... What, what is it? The Warlock... Uh, movie series is kind of like a live action Castlevania. Huh. Um, if you've ever seen it, it's it's. I mean, they're awful. I mean, they're they're really poorly made. But it's kind of a, a an a icing death and twinkle. Thank you, Ben. Um, he wields dual scimitars. Um, they're very cool. Uh, and my number one is a series that uh, actually showed up on my list. Actually, let's do Brittany's number one. I was gonna say, I was gonna say what's hers? Uh, Brittany's number one was the sisters. Uh. Anybody? No. Anybody? I don't know what that is. And I think she's not in the comments anymore. Yeah, she's... Uh, she dipped out on us. She dipped out on us. Wow. Uh, but anyway, the sisters. If you know what that is, Brittany wants to see it in live action. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and then my number one is a series that appeared on my top five uh, plot twist list. Uh, it's Bastard Samurai. Uh, it's a story written by or drawn by Michael A. Von Oming. Uh, where a samurai um, fights in samurai duels to the death in the streets of Manhattan. And uh, he, he uh, it's in modern day New York, and uh, he uh, fights his way through the Yakuza. And uh, it's a great story. It's fun. It's a great read. Um, has a huge plot twist at the end. Um, but I love Bastard Samurai. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. yeah. So... For this week, that is our top five. Top five. 
Nice. That was a great top five. That like, was. Yeah. I really enjoyed great that. list. So Maybe we, we should do? always do it without Brittany and Jared. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to do next week for top five? That's a great question. Uh, anybody have top five suggestions? Feel free to put yeah. them in Make the them comments. good. Just please. <laughs> Make them be good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shit recommendations, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> chat. Uh, I mean, there's no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> Just alienate our whole crowd yeah. and then uh, – No pressure, guys. No, no pressure. pressure. Yeah. If your ideas are terrible, Blake's going to tell you. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I do want to give a shout-out to our Patreon subscribers. Uh, Keaton New uh, is our newest Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Thank you, Keaton, so much for subscribing to our Patreon. He is on the uh, Blake's Bungalow level, uh, which the is our shout-out level. level. Let me yeah. tell you. Uh, and Mike Casey, as always, for being our first Patreon subscriber and our longest. Uh, he's also on the shout-out level. We appreciate you, Mike. Um, we do. I do want to let you guys know I am working on that Patreon-exclusive Facebook group for our subscribers. That will be up in the next week. Um, top five moments when heroes fall. Uh, fail. Fail? Top five moments when heroes fail. Jeez. Uh, that's, that could be good, actually. Yeah? Do you think I can think moments? of one very specific one. Andrew Garfield? Well, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gwen, Gwen Stacy. Stacy. Yeah, that's the but, first one I thought of. <laughs> that was that's also fine. the I'm first one right I thought now. <laughs> Blake's calling it. Cool. Um, no. Cool. Let's see so, what other uh, recommendations we also get. We, we'll probably add that onto the list. So I really do like that one. Let's do it. Uh, so next week, we'll be doing top five moments when heroes fail, uh, which I think... That could be a lot of fun. I have uh, I have a couple more I've already thought of. So yeah, I mean, we do books, games, cartoons, movies, yes. whatever. Yes. Uh, um, whatever our favorite anything on you know, failing. Yeah. Ben said top five favorite cereal. My number one's going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. When I failed that one time. That's, would you Would you I, fail I, at I which know. time? <clears throat> exactly. I'm actually going to probably just make top five all me. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also we've got some stuff in the works. If y'all want to keep an eye out, we will actually. Finally, uh, within this week, start pushing out TikToks. So follow us on our TikTok uh, page as well as we are working on a lot of uh, – we actually have some great ideas coming down the pipeline that yeah. we are putting together for merch. Uh, we are working on putting together a merch line. Yeah. Uh, and and I we say, are also about to launch a Discord server yes. for, for Comically Inclined. Yep. So for those of you who are uh, big fans of using Discord as opposed to uh, contacting us only in Facebook comments – uh, we're switching over to using Discord as our primary means of communication with everyone. Yep. So besides the new studio, we got a lot of just a lot of new stuff coming up within the next thirty to sixty days. And, and Mike Casey, you weren't in the comments earlier, but I did mention that you're taking over our gaming end of uh, Comically Inclined. So everybody's well aware and looking forward to what you're going to do. Um, so Blake, I I love comic books. Did you know that? I I didn't I didn't Yeah, I'm a huge shit. comic book nut. I'm I mean, you're a, a fucking encyclopedia. Huh? You're a fucking encyclopedia yeah, is I'm what you are. I'm a big fan of uh, DC. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh Vertigo, uh Wildstorm, uh Image, uh I mean Dark Horse, uh Valiant, uh did I say Valiant? Probably. Avatar. Yeah. Much um, of them that don't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wh- why do you say that? Cuz I don't give a fuck what you like. I have to make mine Marvel.
<laughs> uh, laughing click. at me. I'm funny. Hold on. I'm, I'm, nope. I'm coming. <laughs> I want a new dad. <laughs> this one's mean. All right, this week on Make Mine Marvel, we are doing the Immortal Hulk series. Uh, this coming week, I'm going to knock out quite a few of these because we kind of hit a slow spot. Uh, we went through issues 25 through 29. Uh, it's a little slower than what we've been dealing with. Uh, still some cool, grotesque shit. Uh, but other than that, uh, pretty much we got the world that's calling uh, anger to their like children with anger problems, uh, people with personality or anger issues. Uh, is showing in the comics that that is called the Hulk syndrome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's called the Hulk syndrome. Uh, so the Hulk is now becoming a household the what name. syndrome? The Hulk syndrome. Okay. If you, if you have anger issues, you have the Hulk syndrome. And, <laughs> and there's a medicine for that, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Uh, or you have issues and you go to the doctor and go have doctors figure it out. The Hulk is becoming a household name. Uh, we actually have rioters that are showing up wearing Hulk masks, uh, graffiti and stuff saying Hulk smash. Hulk's getting this real big following uh, against Roxxon and stuff. Uh, Roxxon, as we see, uh, as I've seen in the comics that mul- or multiple comics that I've been reading since we started this. Yeah, Roxxon is like the uh, well, they're ex- they're a, uh, an analog for Exxon Mobil. Right, and um, we have we have Rock's cart in the Loki series, which is that grocery store yes. that they're walking into. Uh, so it's really cool to kind of see some comic stuff and relate to the cinema. Yeah, they're like the evil empire. They're uh, they're they're you know if it's bad, they're into it. So we got this giant minotaur. Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't really say his name or nothing. I don't think, but we got this giant minotaur who's kind of like over Rock Rock's cart or uh, Rock's con. Rock's sorry, yeah. uh, he's really wanting to destroy the Hulk. Well, we think he's wanting to destroy the Hulk. Uh, wants to kill him. Uh, so anyways, Rock's constant out these mutated soldiers that they, they've been doing experimenting on. I mean, they just look like some nasty, grotesque beasts uh, with these soldiers' uniforms. They send them after the Hulk. Uh, them and the Hulk are fighting, uh, and the Hulk just destroys them. They're not, they're not getting anywhere. So then we go back to the Minotaur complaining. He's just going on for a while, for quite a few pages, just complaining about the Hulk, complaining about Rock's on. Uh, just not doing and being what it should be, what he's expecting it to be. So he he goes to he flies himself. Dario, Dario, Ager. Nope, nope, nope. That's it. Yes, Dario that is Ager. It. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to think of it. He's uh, yeah, he's the CEO of Roxxon, and he also yes. turns into a giant Minotaur. Minotaur. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, and, and through this series, he's randomly grabbing people's heads and just collapsing their heads, calling it a stress ball, or gouging their yeah. eyes out. Yeah, he's the worst. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's also that um, Hulk Vereen series that um, I was talking about, where okay. it's uh, a guy who's a hybrid of Wolverine and the sure. Hulk. He's the main villain of that too. He's the guy that created Hulk Vereen. Uh, I mean, he just he he looks mean. He likes he looks worse than your regular Minotaur you see on movies and stuff like that. Uh, so, anyways, he sends these uh, mutated soldiers. They're losing. He gets pissed. Uh, so he flies himself to Monster Isle uh, to talk to Earthman. Uh, apparently, this is the island you go to to just get some of the biggest, nastiest monsters uh, that's out there. So we also it shows us back in New York City. They see a video of the Hulk, and they realize, shit, the Hulk is starting to come out in daylight. Because normally Bruce Banner's there during daylight, and we have the Hulk coming out at night. Yeah. Well, now they're seeing this live stream of the Hulk being out there in daylight, so they're like, oh, what does this mean? So it goes back to Doc Samson and Betty Demon Ross. Demon Hulk got a new groove. 
Well, we got uh, Samson and Betty's even caught their attention, and they're sitting there eating back at uh, Alpha Flight, and they're sitting there trying to figure out, like, what does this mean? He's back there in daylight. So is, this is either A, Bruce is accepting the demonic Hulk side and just giving in and, and going more with the flow of the demonic Hulk, or the demonic Hulk is giving in more to the Bruce side. And, I mean, let's be honest. Demonic Hulk's probably not giving in to Bruce. Devil Hulk. Or Devil Hulk. Devil yeah. Hulk, yeah. Demonic Devil. They're all Well, there's a little difference. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah but, but Devil Hulk. Yes. Uh, so I think Bruce is just giving in and agreeing, starting to maybe. agree. Uh, it doesn't really specify, but that's what they're trying to figure out and see. Well, they're running Shadow Base now, right? Right. Shadow Base. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't Alpha Flight. Shadow Base is where actually they were at each yeah. discussing this. Uh, so all of a sudden, it goes back to the stories. You see like 10 different news frames. And so the Minotaur actually has re- uh, had Roxxon sent out ten-story monsters on like six or six or seven different cities, and this is the lure of the Hulk out. And, and then at the end of issue twenty-nine, we find out the reason why he is luring the Hulk out and wanting to get hold of the Hulk is not to kill him. He says to kill to him. hook up with him. Cool. It's to hook up with him. He's it, wanting a one-night stand. Well, uh, maybe it, they, they they left that part out. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I don't care if they kill him or if they don't kill him. He's like, but I want him in a form to where I'm going to eat him. So he's actually wanted to eat the Hulk, every bit of the Hulk, I guess, and consume that power and have the Hulk inside of him as a Minotaur. And so that's to be continued this uh, week. That puts different uh, meaning to the term, I want you inside me. Right. It it really does. (laughs) So we'll pick back up next week on uh, issue 30. Uh, We'll see how many we get done. And that's this week. We'll make mine Marvel. Welcome back. All right. So that was our Make Mine Marvel for the week. Thank you for that, Blake. Yeah. Um, this, Ben, to answer your question, is an uh, orange and grapefruit aha. Uh, comically inclined is a uh, great uh, lover of ahas, uh, sparkling flavored drinks. Um, it's a great way to drink water without all the flavor. Uh <laughs> We like to thank our sponsor, AHA, for supplying us with a uh, lifetime supply of canned water. Deliciousness. (laughs) AHA. (laughs) Damn, that almost tastes like something. Um, You all start singing Take Me On. (laughs) Take On Me. me. (laughs) So I think I want to hear AHA. AHA. Yeah. So. Wham! Well, are you looking at me to run the show now? Uh, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, we're not going to do uh, Are You Done this week because right. we don't have anyone to moderate, for starters. Uh, secondly, uh, we are a couple weeks behind on the votes. Um, Legion uh, won the vote we did a couple of weeks ago. I've got the vote up for Lobo versus uh, Beta Ray Bill. It is on our social. Please get on there and react. Because um, at the moment, I think Lobo's winning. Yeah. At the moment. Well, he deserves it, uh, especially <laughs> since that was my argument. Um, <laughs> next week, we will be doing Martian Manhunter versus Vision, uh, Jared versus Blake. Uh, I also have our Captain Marvel, no. our Wonder Woman versus Rogue video going up, which we will get the results for that and talk about both of them next week. Well, um, that's on YouTube. I put it on YouTube? Yep, you did. Good job, idiot. I I thought I posted it, but I no, guess that, I only that posted is, that it That is YouTube. on YouTube. Okay, I'll share it to our socials. Um, 
Vash versus Spike in the future of Are You Done? So, Mike Casey, the problem with that... No, actually, we could do that because uh, Brittany and I are both anime fans, but we'd have to argue it because uh, Jared and Blake don't watch anime. So um, uh, two weeks from now, y'all can do that. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. I'm down for an Are You Done? Uh, actually, we had... Um, we had another uh, duo we were going to do after uh, Lobo versus... Uh, That's right. So... Or after yep. Martian Manhunter and uh, Vision. Oh, no, that was it. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the week after Martian Manhunter versus Vision, we'll do Vash versus Spike, me versus Brittany. Uh, cool beans. That's a good time. Hey, thank you guys in the chat for keeping it lively. You guys are freaking awesome. I've seen four or five comments now about how fun the chat is, and that's, that's you know, that's what we're looking and for. And then are you done our, our new edited segments uh, that we're – they're yes. completely different from what you're seeing if you join us on the live stream. So uh, it'd be great if you get on you know, the Facebook when we post these, not just vote with them, share them. Uh, or if you watch us on just YouTube, uh, if you don't mind sharing the YouTube uh, version of the Are You Done. Uh, pretty proud of those. Uh, yeah. They look amazing. And So coming up next week, we will have our giveaway going up for our tickets to the Batman. Yep. So keep an eye on our socials for that. Um, upcoming events, we've got uh, AnimeCon. Um, I am talking to Johnny from Rock and Roll Drive-In right now, but that's Sunday of AnimeCon. Um, we are possibly going to be at the drive-in. Um, that is the week that uh, Morbius releases. Mm-hmm. So that Sunday night, we are going to do a double feature of Morbius, and I'm hoping Once Bitten, uh, the Jim Carrey vampire movie. Um, and we are going to do a riff on the. Uh, we're going to do a riff night where we kind of. Uh, I'll play off of each other and do like MST3K or riff tracks and, and, uh, it'll be a good time. So, uh, we'll be, um, taking a group from AnimeCon to the drive-in to do that with us. Um, what's the name of the actor that's playing the Riddler? It's Paul Dano. Um, uh, as always, I want to say thank you to our sponsors, uh, Picture What Designs, who designs our logo and handles our video editing now. Um, Katrina and Will are phenomenal. Uh, oh. Check them out at Picture What yes. Designs, and the links to them are in the show description. Uh, Blake Hickman Construction Company. Blake, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, Blake was a sponsor before he was a host on the show, so we were, you know, it's great to roll him in, and I wouldn't want to do this show without you. Thank you. Um, we also have the Rock and Roll Drive In, who are phenomenal. Um, we love partnering with them, and they are a great uh, group to work with. Yes. Perkins Performance, uh, they are handling all of our vinyl needs now. Stickers? Um, yes, we've got new stickers coming. Um, I just got done talking to Aaron Thurman, who's a friend of the show. Um, Johnny Thurman, not related, who uh, did my collarbone tattoos. Um, he's doing some uh, original art for us to be uh, and, to go on our merch. And Aaron's just... Uh, is coming up with our artwork for our yeah. Patreon content. Yep. Aaron's working on artwork for our Patreon content. Um, I also have my good friend Sean Lohman and uh, my another one of my friends, Samantha, who are working on original art for us. Um, so we'll have a lot of new merch coming for you guys yes. to, to buy, as well as that Patreon-exclusive shirt. Um, so we're actually going to do a limited run of 10 shirts for Patreon for that first uh, limited uh, T-shirt giveaway. Nice. And it's going to be... Uh, that was my impression of a drum roll. Um, it's going to be the Slam Some Ass t-shirt. So <laughs> it's going to be Patreon-exclusive Slam Some Ass comically inclined shirt. 
um, for Jared's catchphrase. Uh, so that will be going up soon. Uh, um, we also have – I feel like I'm forgetting a sponsor. Drop the Mike DJ service. Mike Casey, thank you so much for everything that you do as Linux well. Linux and Jude Photography. And Lennox and Jude Photography. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you all. Uh, we couldn't do this show without our sponsors. Um, so if you want all that uh, kick-ass Patreon-exclusive content, including uh, Give Me Five and our story where we are writing our own superhero comic um, collectively – um, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, you know, there's nobody in the Danny Superfans level uh, yet. Uh, so uh, that is the level where you get the exclusive T-shirts. Um, our Blake's uh, bungalow is the shout-out level. So if you want to hear us shout you out on the show, get on the $10 level. And on the $5 level, that is Jared's Dance Squad, uh, which still gives you access to all of our videos and uh, exclusive content on our Patreon. Um, if you have a burning question, you would love to get a hold of us and just send it directly to us. You can go to comicallyinclined.com, um, go to the contact us section and you can send us a question directly, which we will then handle on the show. Um, also our audio only podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, uh, iTunes and Google podcasts. Um, those Things survive on ratings alone. It's what yes. pushes us. So if you are a fan of us, go listen to our audio podcast. Leave us a review and a rating. Same for our Facebook page. Uh, you could leave us a review there as well. Um, we're still looking for the forward to the release of The Shepherd and the Horn Girl by Brianna Bright, our head writer for ComicallyInclined.com, and a fantastic author in her own right. Check out her previous In the End trilogy um, as well as her other works. And then Fireball Teen Superhero from our friend Rose Roach. Um, is also coming out, and we'll be giving some books away for that. Um, and you know what? For everyone here and the rest of the Comically Inclined team, catch you guys later.